Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, we've had a letter and it takes us straight back to our favourite. Is it a sport or isn't it a sport argument? I'm Mick Bradley, he's Tony Smith and live on FM, DAB and around the world online and now on Instagram. This is the renowned Radio Newark Sport and these are the names making the news. <music> Newark Tennis Ladies, second 11, suffered their second defeat of the season in the away game against West um, Burton Joyce even. In a closely fought match the result just tipped for the home side with a 55-53 to scoreline. Top seeds Katie Dines and Jill Pinder took the star billing for Newark 23 points to 13 winners. And frustratingly rain prevented another mixed first team match going ahead. Second week on the bounce for that. And they continue to wait for their winter league campaign to start. It'll soon be spring. Carl Greaves is delighted that former professional fighter Adam Kettleborough has completed his training course and is now a fully licensed professional trainer throughout second. More on Tony on that one in a minute. And he will be training the fighters alongside his former manager. Newark Athletic Club have announced a long-awaited return of the club championships to be held over consecutive Sundays, the 29th of March and the 4th of April at, of course, the Sports Village. Stacey Atkins completed run number five of her 2020 vision when she visited the Ferriby 10, a race near Hull, with a history stretching back to 1953, and now our Stace has been. It's the biggest night tonight in Bingham Town's footballing lives. They travel to Carlton Town in the fourth round of the Knotts Senior Cup, and staying with football, the New York Flow Serve were beaten 2-1 at Eva St John's last night. Danny Meadows had put the works in front, um, but by that time they was down to ten men with Messiah McDonald seeing red in the first half. I'm told an horrendous decision by the match referee. Nice to see Ket keeping himself involved in the world of boxing. Yeah, smashing lad. Uh, Always has been and um, basically... um, it's, it's, it's the way to go, isn't it? I mean, uh, footballers go into coaching or management and um, boxers go into uh, in, in, into training. And if uh, if he turns out to be half as good as Carl Greaves has, has, has made his life, then uh, he's, got, he's going to have a belt in the future ahead of him. Three Macclesfield Town players have, have had their contracts terminated after going to the English Football League. It's currently unclear who the players are or why they wanted to be released. With the contracts cancelled before Friday's transfer deadline, they will obviously be free to find another club. Um, Macclesfield have already been um, fined over unpaid wages and missed matches. They've got a six-point deduction. 
they're very quickly heading the same way as Barry. Nobody's yeah, careful, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, Barry was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's a heck of a lot of other football clubs in that situation, and um, you know, it's 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 all right talking about loyalty in football, but these guys have got mortgages to pay and uh, and, and and the same expenses that other people have, other normal people in life rather than f- footballers. So and, um, you know, it's, it's not surprising that they will. Uh, there, you've got Macclesfield town who seemingly can't pay the wages and my next story is a potential 340 million pound <laughs> takeover um, by saudi arabia consortium at newcastle united all i will say this is the third january on the bands that we've had yeah. a takeover talk at newcastle united Th- that was my immediate reaction and then also the uh, people involved behind the takeover that there are some human rights issues but, but i mean <laughs> have newcastle not heard of the big market <laughs> if you're talking human rights <laughs> <laughs> this one does sound as if it could they all do i know but <laughs> th- this one has got possibilities yeah i mean i read about it today and um basically uh it, it it sounds very very you know plausible but if if mike ashley's involved then who knows because you know it's uh it's a he's a businessman so it, 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 it's got to benefit it's, him it's a very very strange setup there and and you've really got a feel for the uh, for the two army because, you know, I mean they've been they've been praying for thirteen years to get rid of Mike Ashley, and then it, it, it keeps almost happening. And then you know, I still argued the point. There's talk of Benitez going back. That if it wasn't for Mike Ashley, they wouldn't have a football team to support. Well, that needs remembering. I'm not saying Ashley's perfect in any way, shape, or form, but that needs remembering. If your daughter was still living up there and you announced that, I, 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 I know, you, you'd I be, know, you'd be hanging from the Gallagher. But you mate. see, that's me all over. <laughs> I'm the level-headed and sensible one. Oh yeah, clearly. See? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure most referees and linesmen of this parish will agree with that wholeheartedly. I'm sure they will. Um, one from last night. Roger Federer saved seven match points <laughs> to progress. <laughs> into the semi-final of the Australian Open. I, I, I asked Gareth last night, why would he do it? He's got more money than he'll ever know what to do with. He's won everything countless times over. Why bother putting your body through it? Because he's, um, he, he's got to that lovely stage in life where he doesn't do it for money anymore. He just does it for the love of the sport. And uh, if, if you're a natural competitor, then... Um, you know, you, you just can't stop competing. If you had to choose your greatest sports person ever, and I know that's a difficult question because different sports have different agendas, but if you compiled a list of the greatest sports people ever, Federer's got to be on that top five, surely. Yeah, he'd be at the top table, definitely. Um, obviously, Billy Brenner would be chairman, and... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> you know how to kill a conversation don't you right a, a letter dropped through our door the other day we do like to receive a letter here at uh, radio new York sport dear so-called sports experts <laughs> we are members of the firecrackers cheer squad based here dozen, have they? <laughs> at barnby road school and i've just come back from a national competition at manchester yet you never mention us on your show why love jane right 
Well, it's because we class cheerleading and alongside Formula One, darts, horse racing and all American team games as basically a non-sport. When that letter was delivered, was it tied to a brick? Yes. Okay. And I caught. Um, <laughs> but because Tony and I are fair-minded presenters, and we are, um, we've asked the firecrackers along tonight to, to prove their case that they are a genuine, bona fide sports And they've club. come more badly to behave. Now, uh, if my guest list is correct um the one i invited has turned into five but hey ho we can we'll take them on we'll take everybody on what do uh, you mean we we've got <laughs> you're um, on your own kid just make sure we have got laura yep. we've got laura that's brilliant um trinity yeah. yep and we've got tegan yeah. tegan i mean that's a uh, you're you're my bestest friend Keegan Golland Wildman. What a cracking name. So so that's very posh. So you see, so that's okay. That's that, that one goes in your favour. And um we've got the boss herself who, who's who's come along, the very quiet and shy Jay Bran. And Jane Bran has joined us. Um right, ladies, Jane's already no, take that one, Jane. Take that one. Um Right. I thought I'd better do a little bit of homework, so I looked on Wikipedia, and apparently cheerleading is an activity in which participants, brackets called cheerleaders, cheer for their team as a form of encouragement. It can range from chanting slogans to intense physical activity. It can be performed to motivate sports teams to entertain the audience or for competition. Competitive routines typically range anywhere from one to three minutes and contain components of tumbling, dance, jumps cheering and stunting whatever stunting is we'll find that one out in a couple of minutes now to me you're either very close to a gymnastics club or if you're cheerleaders you stand in there cheering people onto a football rugby pitch what whatever waving pom-poms which i know that you're not because that's that's an awful americanism which seems to have crossed cross the ocean and you're lumbered with that name right. jane good evening welcome to radio new at sport just move the evening. mic a little bit closer to you um good evening um, can i just clear up one point before we start it wasn't on a brick what didn't say love <laughs> it didn't say love <laughs> it didn't say love <laughs> well i couldn't make out the handwriting it was a bit it was a bit rough around the brick um okay no um, no pom-poms involved do you think first of all being We'll get serious about this now. We've had the joke. Well, so yeah. we'll get serious. I'm, I'm, I'm at the minute a firm believer that you're almost being tarred by the name. The name, yeah, I get what you're saying about the name, but the sport's evolved. It's evolved away from the pom poms. It's evolved away from cheering on a team that's it's nothing to do with because on the team this, this anymore is you, you almost got there when you started with the the competitive yeah, element of it but it's the the stigma if you like of being called cheerleaders so um hang on oh okay yeah. here we go battle commences and yeah. um, so you have sideline cheer and competitive cheer all-star cheer um which commonly get merged together and they have completely different aims so sideline cheer is to cheer on a football team totally spirited use pom-poms in america right now let's stop there then would we agree that that is not a sport 
Well, Leave it at that. Just, just, yeah. just okay. that bit. That so is not a sport. Just the cheering and the spirit. Yeah. Well, anybody can do that. Anybody. And the problem is that you have, or I would suggest the problem that you have, is that if you go out into the street now and ask 100 people what a cheerleader was, the vast majority would say it was exactly what you just said. Well, no, I think it's a hundred are. I think people just would... Just walk through the marketplace and just stop 100 people. No, I think people would understand the stunting elements and the tumbling elements. Well, a sport is an activity involving physical activity and skill in which an individual or a team compete against another or others for entertainment. And I think cheerleading just fits into that totally because... You should be doing this without notes, by the way. <laughs> not when she's got that much to say exactly not when she's got Can't that just much say it to say off the top of my head it just demands great athleticism um the grace of dancers to do your dance part and the power of football okay so he's dancing a sport yes it's not yes it is strictly come dancing is not a sport they compete against each other that's, com- that's the definition of a sport you can compete against each other playing cards but it's not a sport well no, 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 no. No, We've dancing is not a sport. Yeah. I agree with you. Some of the things that you do is a sport, but dancing is not a sport. Dancing is definitely a sport. Well, it, invo- it involves physical activity. See, playing cards doesn't involve... There's a lot of things that involve though. physical activity that, not, that doesn't have to be a sport. But if it fits, surely if it fits into the definition of sport... Surely it fits into the It's how you're defining sport. sport, isn't it, of course? I, 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 I will suggest that um, the... Tumbling, the jumps, and the stunting, when I find out what stunting is all about, is probably close to what a gymnastics club would do. Gymnastics don't stunt. No, the tumbling is close to one element of gymnastics. Um, The rest of it is different. It, It doesn't come within gymnastics. Tell me... Let's just define the, the tumbling, the jumps, and the stunting, then. Let's, let, let's work out what those three are um, before we get on to the history of the club and tell us about the club. Mm-hmm. What is tumbling? <laughs> well, it's a series of flips. People call them flips. So tumbling, backhand springs, back tucks, full twists, upside-down movements. Surely that's gymnastics. Well, yeah, it's a part of gymnastics. Right, so that's gymnastics. Okay, that's no, agreed then. No, it's a part then. of it's gymnastics. A part. Well, gymnastics, yeah, gymnastics have tumble. gymnastics has lots no. of different yeah. categories, doesn't it? Part and that of is gymnastics yeah. is tumbling, jumps. Yeah. <laughs> Just as it sounds, so flexibility and jumping, straddle jumps, toe touches, pike jumps. Just which again, you have in gymnastics. Mm, not. Not so much. I don't really think you see. You many. do have it in gymnastics. Yeah. Right. Um, stunting, then. This is the one that I don't know about. That's the one where you basically hold people in different positions um, or toss people into the air um, and catch them, mostly. Um, <laughs> no, we do catch do we them. Talk about, do we talk about the broken ankle? Uh, you can talk about <laughs> To be fair, to, be fair yeah. to her, she was... She was just stepped out to the side and broke the ankle. It wasn't she it, wasn't it doing it any of the tumbles or anything at that point. Stunting, I would suggest, then, is probably the one that's most likely to cause, create an injury. Yes. I, would, um, I think yes, tumbling, tumbling or even jumps. 
jumps because they go so high off the ground and then obviously the impact is back onto their ankles <laughs> that that as well being cynical mm-hmm. stunting then is somewhere very close to a circus act it's the sort of thing <laughs> you'll see at billy smart circus not at all no. no which is when they come on there and they go on each other's shoulders and all, and, and, and all that the acrobats go on each other's shoulders that that happens that happens in a circus I'm not knocking it because I think that that skill level to do it is fantastic, but that's where I've seen it. But they very rarely have more than one group doing it, so we would have more than one group yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, synchronized. Yes. So the, there's the skill in that. that that's because your circus ring time. out there is bigger than the circus ring at, at, at a circus. But um, I'm with you. I still think, I still think, you're closer to gymnastics and anything else yeah definitely it's yeah. well it's closer to gymnastics yeah. than football which well, yeah, think... well, closer to gym then... it's closer to gymnastics and so is football close yeah. to rugby just because they're both on a pitch with a yeah, ball i don't really see the difference yes it is it's just yeah. a different yeah. way of doing it um, what i was gonna say is that i still maintain that you're closer to a gymnastics club than you are to a traditional cheerleading club but in what you do, but, but the because that because we because of the way the the way that cheerleading, as you said, the way that cheerleading has evolved. But gymnast with gymnastics, they will do they'll do other elements. They won't just do the tumbling. I agree. They'll do the bar yeah. and they'll yeah. do the beam and stuff like that. Whereas that's not something that we do. We go in a totally different direction. But this is so the, that way. G- we're not close g- to gymnastics, gymnastics. Is a wide school, isn't it? Yeah, but so very, you know, very well. But it school. only overlaps a tiny bit. Okay, right. Well, I think um, we're going to talk. We can talk about this all night and get absolutely nowhere. But what I do know is the firecrackers are here. I do know that somewhere I thought I saw a big trophy. Yeah, um, they've got a big trophy to show us. Um, so we want to learn all about the firecrackers afterwards. How long they've been going? Um, is it? girls only have you got any boys in there um what's the age groups all things like that how how do you join and um of course if there is any other cheerleading clubs in newark we need to mention those as well in the interest of fairness but coming off next we've got the marrakesh express radio newark okay it's um not fast report with a little different tonight dave's still doing us but since we last spoke to dave He's been and done the Marrakesh half. Um, fantastic achievement, and I've got no doubt a story to tell. Welcome back, Dave. Thanks, Mick. Thank you very much. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll make a start on the, the standards, so the, the park runs. We have 50 club members over 12 different park runs this week. Some good personal bests, some repeat names from last week. Uh, PBs from Mark Hawkins, Henrietta McCabe, and Amy Borrell. A um, couple of standouts from um, Henrietta McCabe and Jane Weeway celebrated their 50th part run. And Janet Davis and the and Damien Davis celebrated their 250th part run together. Um, as to competitive racing, not a great deal. We had uh, Stuart Ashley in long-distance walking. He completed the Wilmot Wonder near Derby. Very muddy course, uh, 33 miles in 10 hours, 34. And further afield was myself uh, in North Africa, taking part in the a very dusty and very warm um, Marrakesh half marathon. 
Um, there were some 14,000 runners I completed in 1 hour 51.02. It was um, a very good, if not badly organized race. It was um, very slapdash. There was, there was no organization like we're used to. Um, but the, um, the race was good. Lots of people there. Very warm. Uh, quite a flat race. I was hoping for a um, a better time, um, but there was quite a mad rush at the start. So uh, first five kilometres was just dodging people, <laughs> and there looked to be an awful lot of people to ju- to to dodge. There was a lot of people to dodge. If you imagine that many runners all trying to cram into the front, like with the races that um, we we have here, um, we usually expect um, pens. So. You know, expected finish time starts at a certain time, or even paces. Uh, there was no such thing. It was a, a turn up and run. <laughs> and you think for that amount of people, it was um, it was quite a squeeze. But it was it was a very very enjoyable experience. The temperature was was quite good. Um, starting out was about three or four degrees. You've got to think it's desert. Um, and then after two hours, it went up to about twenty three degrees. So quite a quite a difference. So uh, trying to strip off halfway round um, uh, is very difficult, especially when you're trying to dodge pedestrians and mopeds and a couple of camels. <laughs> as long as they didn't give you the hump. They did not give me the hump. As long as, I mean, it's going to be a bit of a come down, isn't it, running around Scons Park at the park, in the park run on Saturday? It is, yeah, and I am going on Saturday. But, you know, from a, for those that are wanting to do um, races or even marathons on different continents, Morocco is a very easy place to get to. You can get there in three hours from Stansted. Our flights are about £45 return. Um, so, you know, just to tick it off the list saying I've done a race on a different continent, it's one of the more accessible races to get to. And it's the start of the day, Fodger. I'm, I'm going to do an half marathon on, on, every con- on, on every continent campaign then. Well, I was actually speaking to my wife about that, and it is a possibility because we do like to travel. So if I can tie in travel with running, the only difficult is going to be one is the uh, uh, the, the very south, the very, very cold marathon. Um, I don't know how you would prepare for that. And taking the wife as, as long as well, I tell you. Oh, she, can, she can stand and watch and drink her wine while I run around, and then I can get a congratulations at the end. <laughs> brilliant effort mate well well done um we'll catch you next week when it's every bit as entertaining but probably slightly closer to home will do thank you mick okay thanks mate bye bye dave forger there who uh spent the weekend in marrakesh running the half marathon that's uh interesting right we've had a bit of fun on the firecrackers they've tried to convince me and they've convinced me i'm not all the way there yet but you know we're on we're on the right road let's put it like that now i want to know who are the firecrackers jane um how long you been going um how did it start what's it all about right i think the girls ought to answer your questions because they've got it all there ready to say okay then so who's, who's gonna answer my question right, so you can't just come and sit here and do nothing tonight you know you come on put that mic t- that's right uh, everybody has to join in on this show okay um history of the firecrackers nice and easy for you well we started in 2011 and so then we've like expanded loads and got better and 
gain more people. Okay, so whose brainchild is the, the Firecrackers Cheer Squad? I mean, it, it didn't just start. Somebody had to get out there and and start the thing going and find it. Did it evolve out of anything else? Yeah, the the myself and and Vicky Jacobs um, are the two program directors, and we started up the squad um both of our children um had cheered previously with another squad um and both loved it so we decided to start up our own squad and went out and spoke to some people that would be good as coaches um, got them on board and then it became a bit of a labor of love and we eat sleep and breathe cheerleading really so that that's how it all started up and, and like many people jane um you started because your own child was in, involved and we've got many many football managers and rugby coaches and whatever else hockey coaches and they follow their child through the years Do, are your girls still at firecrackers yeah my youngest lucy is still at firecrackers and is it because it does irritate me at times when people give the heart and soul of it as long as their child is there but as soon as a child goes no. you never see me i don't think you're I've that had, sort of person well, I've, I've had two years when yeah. neither of my children mm. were involved um so no that that that's not the case we don't do it for our own children we do it because we love cheerleading we've got a massive a ma- you've got you've got a massive plus point on that one because that is that you're not in it for yourself and no. your own child are you no. unfortunately a lot of people seem to be no um and that is that's the way forward um have you always been here at barnby road um no we we did run classes at the magnus um and before that we ran classes at at what was bowbridge school then um but we've been here for a good number of years now i'm still not convinced it's the right title so i'm going to stick with the firecrackers and leave it at that Mm -hmm. um so you'd have us called firecrackers something I'd, else, I would not I would, yeah, I'll just call yourself the firecrackers and leave it at that because I think it's a cracking name. Um, wh- how big is your, let's call it a sport, how big is your sport in the UK? Because this, this originally, didn't it, come, it, 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 it's a US, it, it's, it's a US import, if you like. Has it seen its stronger days here or is it still evolving? Um, at this point, I don't think cheerleading really could get any more stronger. That sounded weird. Um, uh, there's so many people in the UK that do cheerleading and head out to Florida to do the World Championships. You have to get a bid to do that. And we have so many English teams that go and win Worlds. And um, We have Team England who have hundreds of people try out every year just to try and represent England in cheerleading. So I do think that it is growing. And it's a really strong sport at the minute. Is it an amateur sport? I'm, 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 I know, let's go back to the pom-pom waving bit. I know sports clubs have an awful lot of cheerleading groups attached to them, don't they? I mean, one we've been talking to about lately is Saracens Rugby Union Club, and they've got a cheerleading club attached to them. So... Do you have any affiliation to anybody, or are you completely independent? No, we're completely independent. And, and is that the the norm, or is it a case of 
the Man Uniteds or the Saracens of this world who have got groups attached to them, do they dominate? Um, no, it's 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 not dominated by by them at all. Um, it's most of the people that we come up against are just standalone cheerleading squads. You've been to a competition in in Manchester, which was the I take it the first big competition of the year. Yes. Do you? How do you do the competition thing? Because obviously, when it's you in the Barnby Road School training, all your Monday nights are, are training for an event then? Yes. So there's an awful lot of behind-the-scenes work going in, building up to three or four major events a year. Yeah, we've got four competitions this year, um, and we've just qualified for a fifth with um, two of our teams. Um, we do... A showcase that we we show all of our routines to our parents, so that's quite a big event for us this year. Um, then, like I say, we've got four competitions that we're we're going to throughout the year. How much emphasis do you put on strength and and conditioning? Then, in o- in other words, how much training? Uh, not I'm not talking about the the stunting and and the actual event training. I'm talking about fitness work if you like because you've obviously for what you do you've got to have a a third degree of, of fitness so do you I don't put it, do you train not for an event but train fitness wise um not really we do have tumble sessions which focuses a lot on conditioning and advise people that they should condition every day so that they are able to be able to because I'm, I'm assuming there has to be a level of physical fitness to do it. Well, um, obviously by training, doing the things, you do get fitter. But most people can handle a simple routine. They don't need to do any extra things. But if you do want to go above and beyond and be able to perform it using your face, that's quite a big part of cheerleading performing to the judges then you do need to condition okay i'm mick bradley he's tony smith he's sitting very quietly because he's outnumbered and you are listening to radio newark sport with our friends now for five years at smith's timber and we do thank them so much and another reminder we are on instagram and you'll be able to see these lovely ladies on instagram a little bit later on tonight because they're not getting away without a photo being taken right um uh, i've got four ladies in the room um i don't see any boys we don't have any boys on the coaching staff but we do have boys in the squads is it obviously then it is it is open to boys and girls yeah yeah definitely um boys are good at it and if you go to all of them the competitions um some of the 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 higher levels the squads that compete at higher levels have all got lots of boys men in them um as you get get that bit older that you get lots of men in in the squads do you find jane that um times have changed over the times that you've been doing it um how long did we say you've been ten ten years nine 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 years I feel old now. has <laughs> has times changed um with the perception of boys in a girls sport if you like i mean i say this because now we get boys quite rightly playing netball why not 
you know, <laughs> why not indeed? But ten years ago, that would have never been thought of. Is it easier now for boys, and you're a governor at this school, do they, of that age group, the age group that is at Barnby Road, is it now more accepted that boys may not all want to play rugby or football and they want to do other activities? I think society's moving on all the time, isn't it? And and the, the whole gender thing is 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 completely bonkers sometimes, isn't it? I mean, why why can't boys do anything I that girls can do? Totally agree with you, and I think that's one and of the, the other way round. One of the major major pluses that we've seen in our lifetime, if you like, because when you and I would have started off on a sporting career, you would have had to play netball or nothing. I would have had to play football or nothing. N- now, you can do what you like, really. Yeah. And, and I think that's an, a big plus. So the boys that you've got, an integrated part of your club and treated no differently to yeah. the girls. Yeah, yeah definitely. That's, yeah, that's another, that's another fantastic they plus. Do have trousers, that's they be. do have trousers rather than a skirt for competitions. <laughs> Damn, well, I was coming along as well. The <laughs> that's the only difference. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, tell us, um, who's going to tell me a bit about Manchester? Because it, it sounded like a cracking yeah. weekend. <laughs> it looks like you again, don't it? Yeah. Is she normally the shy one, Jane? Yes. Oh, always. Never says a word. No, I can imagine. No. Shy and retiring. Yes, yes, yes. You've taught her well. You've got to be shy and retiring to be a cheerleader. No. Right, okay. <laughs> So we had six teams that went to Manchester, our tiny mini youth junior, senior one and senior two, because there are different levels. Um, uh, and we did really well. Um, tinies came fourth, mini sixth, youth third, junior second, seniors third and senior two fourth. And our youth and junior team qualified for a bid at Battle of the Champions, which is an event held in June time, um, which you have to get a bid for. Um and it's the only event in the UK that you have to get a bid for. Um, I, I explain the bid <laughs> to me, please. So you have to compete at a regional competition in the UK and come top three to be el- eligible for a bid. <laughs> um, and so our teams... So you finished one. in the top three, but somebody has yep. still got to put you forward. Or do you well, automatically go for it? It's just, it's just this big thing I'm confused about. Yeah, if you finish in the top three, then you basically qualify to be able to okay. go to the other competition. So you get the bid. <laughs> and then you can go. Like a lot of sports, am I right in assuming that uh, you're self-financing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are. We've got a fantastic fundraising team. So I'm just thinking, like, taking that many to Manchester for a weekend... Mm-hmm. It is yes. not uh, simple. No, the the big our big expense is the actual competitions, um, and equipment for us to use when training. Obviously, safety equipment is big. Um, we've managed to buy an air track, um, which helps with the tumbling and makes it a little bit safer. But our our big expense is competitions. Um, most cheerleading squads the parents pay for their child to enter each competition but we wanted when we we set up firecrackers we wanted it to be more accessible for people who who maybe hadn't tried cheerleading before and hadn't been able to afford to try cheerleading so we decided that we were going to fund all of the competitions and we've got a fantastic um 
set of parents that run our fundraising committee um, and they put on loads of th- events throughout the year to raise funds so that the children can all enter the competitions um, none of the coaches take a wage from it we all do it because we love cheerleading so it works as as sort of often happens it's that team that nobody knows who's on it and nobody ever sees it operate that enables the whole thing to work isn't it it is yeah well we we sort of that there are two sets of people the the coaching staff and then there's the fundraisers and they sort of overlap slightly in the middle um we're, we're so grateful to them we tell them at every opportunity how grateful we are to the fundraisers and the parents all get involved we've got a fantastic group of parents at the moment they come and they they play bingo and they stand and they pack bags in morrison's um and the, the people of morrison's are so lovely when when we do backpacking they all want to know what it's all about and stuff um and then our coaching staff are all brilliant as well um they put so many hours in um that it just works um we've got to give a mention tonight to danielle um we're hoping that she's getting better um one of our coaches danielle broomfield um has recently been in hospital for an operation to remove a brain tumor so she's out of action at the moment and couldn't come with us to manchester and we did miss her a lot um so big shout out to danielle get better let, soon. let's just hope that i hope she's listening and hope, yeah. hope she's on on that road to recovery because uh, you can dedicate your trophy from manchester to us can't you because that was absolutely fantastic and the young lady with the broken ankle oh emily yeah yeah two of our routines had a big emily shaped hole in them at the weekend (laughs) and and does that affect what i mean you can't have a reserve for everywhere can you so how does that affect your routine i mean does it get to the state where okay we won down and if you're doing your your stunting bit if that's the one that's in the middle holding everybody up, you've got a problem. Yeah, well, there was one stunt group at the weekend that wasn't able to go up because she was a part of it and they couldn't do it, so they just had to mark it. Obviously, judges... So they're marked down, in effect? No, no? just because it is an injury, we can't help it. Um, but there were whole spaces in the routine, like in jumps, where she would have been, that kind of looked odd, but again it's not an issue because it's an injury it can't be helped can i just talk on the sport let's call it a sport you're winning you're winning let's call it a sport i'm I'm not calling it cheerleading but if you give up on that i'll give up on the other um have you got a governing body i mean in, in football's governing body in rugby there's a governing body is there anybody that oversees what you do is there anybody that creates the rules in what you do the, the rules are, are set down they've come over from america haven't they there is an english set of rules that's slightly different to the the one in in america now i don't do rules that's laura's game <laughs> <laughs> and vicky's game um but but yeah there, there isn't at the moment a a body in england that that overrides and, and governs but us. somebody must but they are, must coordinate they are in in the process of building that at who, who, the moment how's it all coordinated then because you can't all just turn up at manchester no you 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 apply to enter to the competition obviously um register your interest and then enter the competition um that they're, they're all you, you do, do you think you then it would be a a step forward to have a 
governing body and like i say they yeah. are in the process yes. of forming one but do you think it's is okay. it going in the right direction to do that as much as i know about it like i say that that's not my area of expertise but yes and that follows on to the other obvious question insurance yes we are we we do have insurance definitely you need it well that's <laughs> obviously been proved <laughs> been proved already but uh, you need some sort of injury insurance yeah. don't you our coaches are all fully insured yeah yeah excellent well we're, we're learning a lot tonight you're out again um at the end of february you're off to, to peterborough and then march in milton Keynes and may in sheffield so springtime seems to be the pinnacle of what you do yeah we start our season really starts in september um so that's when we take more kids more children in um and young adults um and then we train right up until sort of each competition um we do occasionally have guest coaches come in to do different camps with the, the cheerleaders um and then we're sort of all revved up to the first competition which was this one at the end of january and then they get better and better towards as the season goes on and after the last competition that's when we'll start taking people on again um ready to start up again in september just going to take you off on a bit of a tangent now jane if you don't mind um our, our next our next phone call is to dave long from active for today and who's um it, it's the last week of, of red january competition that, that they've been running and uh, one of the things that we talked about um last week was mental health mm-hmm. and like boys or girls can mix in sports which is a fantastic step forward <coughs> we're now as sports people and youngsters which is where i want to come with you mm. youngsters in general seem able a lot better than what we can to actually talk to each other about their problems do you see that at the firecrackers that if anybody has a problem in the olden days sort of being olden days would have probably been ridiculed for it but now the mates closing around him and probably much more important than that do you see it in the playground um obviously the, the, there are limits i mean we are mostly girls we do have some boys but we are mostly girls and we do you, you do see that the girls really like that that sense of of team of being in a team and they do help each other out so if they have got a problem their teammates all all help them them out actually having said that the boys are just part of the team as well so they're as likely to tell the girls their problems as they are each other the boys um but no the the team that they, they are really close-knit each each team and they do help each other out they help each other through all the stuff like that um as a squad we have a um we do have a welfare officer if there are any big problems um but we we don't tend to to have massive problems if children do would come to us with them obviously we've got relevant training to and just take you away from the firecrackers for a second and into in into barnby road the fact that mental health issues are now on the agenda and can be talked about mm-hmm. has got to be a massive plus hasn't it yeah of course yeah definitely so we're going to talk to Dave now and see what Dave's got to say and then we're going to come back and have the last five minutes with these young ladies. Radio 
Every Wednesday in January, Dave has joined us to talk about Red January, and we've talked on lots of subject. But January's coming to an end, so uh, surely Red January's got to turn into Red 2020, Dave. Yeah, um, thanks, Mick. Good evening. Um, yeah, so for anybody that hasn't um, heard any of the weeks, just to give a little um, potted uh, sort of history of, of Red January, what it is is a an initiative um, between uh, an organisation called Red Together and Mind um, to sort of highlight during the month of January, which tends to be the, the month after Christmas where most people um, look to become physically active, is get in shape or get back in shape. Um so we're tying it up with, with Mind and Red Together um, to create Red January, uh, which is to encourage people to be active every day during January um, in support of good mental health and the benefits it can bring. Keep keep going, mate. Because oh, sorry, you, mate, sorry, keep, sorry. No, I'm, no, we're all sitting yeah, here intent, no, intently listening because yeah, you, you need to talk us through the year. No, that's fine, yeah. So what we've done is um, actually on our, on our social media um channels so on facebook and twitter every day during january we've um done some activities ourselves uh, and then put them on there as suggestions to people they something they might want to um give a try so we've done everything from walking sports to just walking in your local community to cycle rides to spin to you name it everything um you can think of and a, a range of different budgets. So uh, two weeks ago, when I spoke on here, we spoke about activities that you could do in Newark, uh, Newark and Sherwood that were free. Um, so it doesn't have to be expensive. Right up to we featured on our um, on our internet, uh, sorry, on our, our social media channels, things like uh, gym memberships and uh, CrossFit. So we've got real sort of different spectrums from those that cost sort of monthly subscriptions to things that you can do free. Um, and what we want to try and do, or what Red January is trying to do is encourage people to be active every day but to make it habit forming because that's that's a real key thing to it so it becomes part of your um daily or weekly routine that you do physical activity um ideally daily because that's what we're advised so 20 minutes of moderate activity every day is what we should be aiming for as a, as a sort of minimum level that's from uh, the nhs and the, the chief medical officer um is that we, we aim for 20 minutes every day so we've as you say we've, we've tried to uh, highlight ways that people can, can fit that 20 minutes of activity in a variety of different activities um, every day and just then try and make it habit-forming so that you do it um, sort of week in, week out, and it doesn't just become something you do for um, for January or an early part of February, then it falls by the wayside. It's something you do um, every single day or every single week of the year. That's absolutely brilliant, Dave, and uh, you're going to come back and join us probably in a couple of months' time to how you're getting on and what's happening at um, Active for Today, and we'll see if we're all still doing those 20 minutes a day. Yeah, but Jamie, can you say, it's not only for the physical benefits, but those um, the mental health benefits that we spoke about last week, which are really, really important. I heard you um, talk to your guests before, and they talk about mental health, and yeah, it's something that we are, um, uh, thankfully, a lot better at than we used to be. Um, and mental health is, is very much on the, uh, at the top of the agenda these days. And it is so, so important. Dave, thank you very much for the last four no weeks. We'll thank find you, you again very soon. Lovely. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks mate. Bye-bye. Okay, back to our firecrackers. And um, she's been very quietly standing in the background, but um, <laughs> that's not going to last any longer because <laughs> you don't come into the studio and don't speak. They are, they are the rules on the door that you walked through. Um, is firecrackers cheerleaders a closed shop or can... 
anybody come along and join and if they do come along and join how do they do it no so um obviously we're closed for people to join the competitive squad at the minute only whilst it's obviously competition season um but if people are interested in joining they can just message us on the facebook page um and then one of us will get back to them about when they can come along okay um and the easiest thing is via Facebook, they're not just turning up at Barnby Road School on a Monday night at six o'clock. No, because we also run all day Sunday as well. We run the younger squads on a Sunday. Um, it's just seniors on a Monday. So what sort of age groups is it? The mic is changing again. <laughs> uh, so we have a tiny squad which starts from four until six, um, a mini squad which is six to eight, youth eight to eleven, juniors 11 to 14 and then seniors which is 14 and over do you get what's the retention rate so you know you, they start at, at 60 do, do you tend to keep them right through until it's yeah. time for university or whatever yeah what <laughs> how, well, how long have you guys been coming oh, i've been cheering since i was three and now i'm 14 you compete because you're obviously a coach yeah, I don't compete with firecrackers. I compete with a different team. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. But I do oh. still coach. I Contentious. Still coach. Right. <laughs> what, what, why do you train, why do you coach firecrackers and compete Just, with a different team? Well, I still want to keep cheerleading and um, I train for a higher level team, um, which, yeah, is about progressing and hopefully I can bring that into my coaching as well. I just coach... Because I love to see how the kids grow and okay, so we've also got they can do what I do. there's obviously standards then, isn't they? There's because you, you're you're with a higher standard than than firecrackers. <laughs> That's what you've just said. Yeah. Um. So, in I don't know how to go about this. I, I'm quite happy in football and rugby. Are, are firecrackers a lovely community club, or are they one of the leading clubs? In, no, they so have, these there, there are different levels that you can compete at. So you can do higher level tumbling and stunting in, say, a level five team than you can do in a level one team. Um, now, how we see it at Firecrackers is that we need to ace level one and now level two before we even think about moving up, up any further through the levels. So, okay, yeah that's where we're at at the moment so who's this who's who's the all-stars then that you're with uh, um east midlands cheerleading academy emca so basically jane they cherry pick it all the best in the east midlands no no not at all they the reason that trinity cheers with them is because her tumbling skill and her stunting skill is level five so if she was to stay on a level two squad then she'll be wasting all of that ability that she's got so she's she's gone to train <laughs> with them and to cheer with them i, I understand that support be, be, her wholeheartedly i understand that because that, that is if, if you put the the football aspect on it you're mm. going on to a better team yeah to put it bluntly yeah but the fact that you actually come back and coach the team that you started with yeah you, that's commendable definitely that is we'd be lost without her <laughs> well, I've seen that because she takes notes. Yeah, she does take notes. <laughs> Lots of she notes. She'll be telling me what I said wrong afterwards. <laughs> Brave girl. Right. Okay. Well, that's um. And are, are, are you a, a a firecracker through and through, or do you desert them as well? 
I know, I, I still cheer for You're a firecracker for home for a while. Yeah, that's the spirit, that's right. Oh, good stuff, excellent. Well, look, thank you all for for coming in and spending thank you for a very us. quick hour yeah, with us because you all thought it was going to take forever and it, it's it's gone it's flown by again hasn't yeah. it um so what have we learned tonight i still i still mean <laughs> yes i know i i still would love it's that cheerleading word that i, I can't i can't get my head around the one thing i'd like to do is invite you to come and uh, come and see what we do yeah. Yeah. On a Monday night, yeah. Monday night. Come, out, come, come and have a go. One, one <laughs> Between seven and eight. You can come and have a go at yeah. any time. There is a slight night. problem to that. <laughs> no, we, we start <laughs> we start at 5.30 and we're here till nine on a Monday night. Take him seven till eight, please. All day Sunday. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do is um, I'll pop through after next week's show and have a look at you. We'll be happy to have you. We'll, 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 we may even bring the Radio Newark camera along and, um, and, and take some and take some photos um i still don't like that word cheerleading it's too american for me and i don't particularly like anything that's american to be honest but the rest of what <laughs> you what are you laughing at there's nothing wrong with mickey mouse no that's yeah. no there's not, yeah. nothing wrong with mickey mouse and that's about as good as it gets from over there um tony yes just come on you've been too quiet Hello. um is it a sport bearing uh, in mind that they're next to the door and you're not firecrackers are a sport cheerleading still isn't that's where i am firecrackers is a sport Mm. i'm quite happy 100 percent. firecrackers is a sport i hate the word cheerleading because to me cheerleading is waving pom-poms about when sports people come out and i know you've i know what you said but i'm just gonna i'm i'm we we are gonna keep talking about firecrackers you tell us what you do we'll talk about it on this show and we're going to leave it at firecrackers jane i hope that's all right um been, been taking the cheer squad out of it firecrackers. jane in the interest of fairness because that's what we like to be on this show you are not the only group in this town that does that there are other clubs available there are other clubs available yes can we say who they are um the only other squad in in newark that i know of is aj's all stars because we do like to give everybody a mention when we talk to mm-hmm. to to when one club is is i guess we like to and of course there's the the east midlands elite squad of course <laughs> that uh, certain members of us <laughs> are at level five go, go to um you're going to keep us informed of what you get up to when you're out and about again just remind us that's the end of yeah, february end of february we're in peterborough and uh, you've got the champions of champions the the, the, champions the national the top disappointing it's at nottingham you know it could have been anywhere couldn't it and you're going 20 miles Nottingham's down the road it's good it's a good venue i know but wouldn't it have been better to have a weekend in edinburgh or london or cardiff no <laughs> it would for these I'm, oh, I'm happy in nottingham <laughs> you're happy in nottingham right tomorrow night it is the first football show when we talk um, all things grassroots football both near and far and of course there is one subject that we go into and um, be mentioning that was the tragic news of what happened um, last Saturday, Dave's been looking into the story and he's going to tell us all about it um, tomorrow night. But uh, sometimes you realise that sport isn't the be-all and end-all of everything when something like that happens. But that's tomorrow night. Um, the Weekly Flow Serve, Town Talk, all the other things. But coming up now, it's the show of the week. It's the genial Jordy. It's Mr Doug Hall.